0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox.
1: Radio that makes you think. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. You hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. So, that is Joe Biden when he's running for president in 2008. Uh, We found this. This was found on Twitter. The RNC found it. This is Joe Biden addressing a small cadre as he's running for president because no one thought he could win or should win. And that's when he was on the top of his game, whatever the top is for Joe Biden. Talking about Afghanistan realistically, even though his instincts have always been terrible— he was talking realistically, which turned out to be 100% correct. Too bad Joe Biden from two months ago didn't listen to Joe Biden from 2008 because he decided to get out in a matter of weeks, and we still have people behind. That's not my opinion. That's the fact. Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann has been working on it since the ill-fated decision to leave when we did right before Labor Day. He has uh, conducted and coordinated task force Pineapple, a group of retired Green Berets, Navy SEALs, and diplomats, and reporters all committed to evacuating Americans and our allies from afghanistan uh scott welcome back
0: hey brian good to hear your voice how are you
1: i know veterans day and you must be thinking about that must be really special this year because you see a bunch of retired vets act like they're still in uniform uh coming out to do things the state department and this administration just didn't i know you don't want to get political and i respect that but this must this must really be a poignant veterans day for you
0: well, it really is, Brian, on a, on a range of levels, and you know, war is politics by other means, right? And 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 what I will say is, this Veterans Day, you know, I wrote an open letter to the president. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, um, but but it's a lot of the things that you just talked about, and and I brought up the fact that you know, one of the things I'm very concerned about this Veterans Day is that our warriors have essentially taken the mantle and the responsibility for what Department of State and Department of Defense institutionally do. And so we've taken this group of veterans who are already, you know, have already run a ton of miles, been through a ton of trauma, and we've just heaped this on them as well. And that's a hell of a thing to have to endure Uh, And I hope people are thinking about that as Veterans Day rolls around.
1: So, I mean, it's unbelievable. I also heard, and I got to get clarity on this, that when the Afghans are coming here and putting on bases, they're basically turning it over to private foundations to start cycling these Afghans and melding them into our society. And I hope they've been background checked. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to me when I see that chaos and hear these stories that they have been thoroughly background checked. But let's say for argument's sake, they have. That should not be I mean that should be a foundation's job. you evacuated them, you dump them on military bases and then you tell a bunch of uh, Catholic organizations or to go get them homes
0: Yeah, I would say it even goes a step further is that you know there are these organizations, what they call us Brian and what they've been calling us, they being states all along is citizen liaison networks. And and what you have in this situation is you have an unprecedented number of citizen liaison networks that have stepped into the breach, many of them veterans, both on the safe passage side, but also the resettlement side. We are in an unprecedented spot right now. I'll tell you one other thing, too. Our, a film that my nonprofit's been working on called Last Out, Elegy of a Green Beret, it tells this whole story. It's coming out tomorrow at 9 a.m., for free. I hope people will watch it because it's told by combat veterans and people will think we produced this thing after the collapse. We didn't. We just saw it coming, and it will absolutely open your eyes into what's happened over there and here as well.
1: I, I also feel for you guys, especially because on November eleventh is such a feeling of pride and uh, and what you guys fought for and in the individual battles that you won the way you adjusted and shaped the battlefield and the most horrific fighting that everyone said Americans want to avoid you guys did it the urban fighting in the middle of Iraq and Afghanistan over the course of 20 years you adjust equipment, you adjust tactics, you adjust commanders and you and you did heroic things but people are going to remember how it ended and they keep using these broad tar- tar- these broad strokes like you lost. They didn't lose. There's nothing, nothing about losing with Afghanistan. We never wanted that country. We wanted the terrorists out of that country and tried to leave responsibly. And then just said, the hell with it. Let's just get out of here anyway.
0: Yeah. What we have right now is, you know, we had 20 years of keeping Al Qaeda and international strikes at bay. We built extremely deep relationships and capacity in that country. And we did, we bailed on it. uh, And now you have at, Afghan allies at risk. You have veterans right now who are in, in moral injury and mental health, and we have a nation divided at a level that we've never been divided, Brian. And for veterans, that's like watching your parents beat the crap out of each other as a little kid and not being able to do anything about it. We've lost our story. We've lost our myth as a country. And I think for veterans, this Veterans Day, that's the hardest thing of all, is watching vision in our own country. That's why we put Last Out, Elegy of a Green Beret together to tell the story by veterans because we're sick and tired of watching Americans beat the crap out of each other over issues that we went overseas to keep over there. And that's the worst part to me. It's egregious. And it adds to the moral injury. And this Veterans Day, my challenge to Americans is hey, let's see if we can't recapture the narrative that right now our combat veterans are volunteering and trying to show that we're capable of as a country.
1: Yeah, that would be uh it would be great. And I love the fact that you're taking action rather than sitting back on some think tank or calling uh you're in action right now. I saw this story today in the New York Post. The Pentagon reportedly is still trying to rescue Americans trapped in Afghanistan. Number one, oh thanks. Have they ever—I mean, that's interesting. You had to go meet with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, to say, this is what we're doing, this is the coordination we need, and he seemed amenable to it. Why you had to meet with him about things that they should have done and demanded before any president would leave the battlefield is unbelievable to me. Are they showing additional dedication to getting uh, friends and family and affiliates out of Afghanistan?
0: I mean, these are unprecedented times. And and I will tell you, I cannot speak to the American citizen issue as well as others can. Brian, we've been primarily focused on, uh, I know there are Americans still at risk over there, uh, but we've been focused on at-risk Afghan Special Operations Forces because that's who we primarily partnered with. And I will tell you that there has been continued interest from the Department of Defense on this and some level of interest in the Department of State. We want to work with them on it. But, frankly, it has not been to the level that it needs to be. Right now, a barber from Bagram Air Force Base is eligible for, like, number three priority for evacuation. But a commando who fought to the last bullet is 13 of 13 priority. They're not even looking at him. Meanwhile, his family and him are going from house to house being hunted. It's got to change. And we need Department of State, Department of Defense, and Congress to step up and change legislation to include our Afghan special operators and special air wings. I mean, they fought till the end. This is where the—I mean, there's all kinds of moral injuries here, but for us, this has got to change, and we need politicians to step up and do that, and I, and, and professional uh, military leaders, and I have not seen that to the degree it needs to be yet. i, no. I got to
1: make you go back for a second. Who is ranking a barber near a special operator in terms of— the right to be evacuated from Afghanistan and brought here?
0: If you look at the way the special immigration visa is set up, and again, it was not meant to be malicious. It was meant to allow for for uh, exfiltration of civilians who worked with the United States government. So it's a technicality. Afghan special operators worked for the Afghan government. And even if they hadn't, they were too busy fighting to apply for a visa. But the way it's shaken out right now is those categories of an Afghan barber, for example. If he worked for the U.S. government, he's in the SIV status, one of the most elevated statuses for exfil. But an Afghan commando is nowhere on the radar, Brian, not even considered. And that's what's got to change.
1: You know, I, I admire you. I mean, you're going out of your way to not play politics. And I, I, you're a better person than me. You're out there sweating it out, eating the sand. Desperate, hearing these calls, seeing the frustration, and you keep your level head. I guess that's why you are who you are. Uh, but uh, but just um, knowing right, that right, things I'm are just, preventable, I, just, things, this, these yeah. problems are all preventable. That's what's so frustrating me. These are all, this is they foreseeable are. and preventable.
0: They are, and and I'm just an old retired dude. I tell you, the people we really need to honor this Veterans Day are our veterans and and family members who are on these phones, and they've been on like. You know, like an 80-day 911 call with no relief, man. They've had no relief. Their their suicide ideations are going up. Their mental health issues are going up. They're the real – if there's heroes on this side of the pond, it's those men and women, those volunteers, who will not hang up the phone. They just stay in the fight. They're not giving up. And – We really need our politicians and professional military officers at the most senior level to recognize the burden that they have shifted to these men and women who have already run so many miles, and we are causing damage to them, irreparable damage. And we need to wake up as a nation. We need to come together, and we need to relieve them of their watch because they will literally do this until they die.
1: Okay. Now let's back up a second uh, and see if I can keep out. What is the reality on the ground in Afghanistan?
0: Yeah, the reality on the ground in Afghanistan, first of all, is winter is coming. I mean, we have winter, the Hindu Kush. It is very, very You tough. have three weeks. Most Do you think three
1: weeks before you can't move anybody anymore?
0: I think it's probably about that. And don't forget that every bit of this, Brian, is a private sector effort. So our humanitarian effort, for example, we're managing about a 1,400-person manifest. We maybe have 40 to 50 days uh, proceeds left that but donations that we can keep people alive and in safe houses and so that has us and a lot of other organizations running out of funds in the dead of winter there is no financial relief. there is nothing right now this is purely a private sector effort to create and maintain a humanitarian corridor largely led by veterans who are already traumatized and now they're cashing in their 401ks they're trying to raise money any way that they can uh, and they're going to run out of money. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen in the middle of the winter. That's not doom and gloom. That's just straight talk. And uh, we I, need, again, Cong- Congress and Department of State to come in and supplement at least the funding so that we can keep people alive.
1: OK, yeah, we have to make a bigger deal of this. I would set up, uh, uh, you know, there's, there are people out there that can set up these foundations right away. There's no you wouldn't believe the amount of money that would flow into this nonprofit account. These these veterans have already given enough. You should not be giving one dollar. Your time is already too much and your expertise yeah. is great, but it should not be your money. And and we have to yeah. set up a foundation yeah. for you guys to replenish and finance.
0: Yeah, one of the things that can happen right now is the NDAA, Congressional Legislation for the Defense Act, is in discussion right now. The Senate could put in language right now that expands the special immigration visa to include Afghan special operations, and they could include bipartisan language to reimburse the, the nonprofits that have already put this tons of money in and are going to put more in and get through the winter. It's, it's that simple. It could be done, but it's typical politics as usual, finger-pointing. And again, we just need people to step up and follow the lead of our veterans. They're showing us the path right now.
1: They are. Uh, so your letter and your book can be, uh, can be acquired How?
0: Well, the letter is already out. I'll send you a copy. But what I would love for people to do is watch lastoutfilm.com tomorrow at 9 a.m. It will change your life, Ryan. I'm telling you. It's performed by combat veterans. Who fought in Afghanistan? And we tell the story. We show what happens to the families over 20 years. You'll think that we shot this after the collapse, but we didn't. We just saw it coming. Lastoutfilm.com. We're looking for 100,000 views, and it'll really connect the nation, I think, around this hard topic, and hopefully get us moving again. A shot in the arm that we need to remind ourselves that we're Americans. Like we are. We we are the, you know we are an amazing nation with amazing warriors and amazing military families. And let's celebrate on this Veterans Day, and let's get behind them.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's amazing what you guys are doing. Uh, and just do you have a number of how many people, uh, how many Americans, American families, as well as legitimate allies to, we still have to get out?
0: Oh, man, I, I think you're looking at legitimate allies. I think you're pushing and, and inc- that includes AMSITs. You're probably pushing up close to 100,000. I, I think I, that's not a stretch at all. What? 100,000? That's including families now. Right. So, like, for example, if you have six thousand Afghan special operators, which we do, then you look at 20,000 family members. Right. That's that's what's not being talked about. Like this is a this is a massive number. And this is why it was so crazy to shut down Bagram Airfield and Kandahar Airfield before the withdrawal because we had the logistical capacity to do this in an organized way and we forfeited that. But it doesn't change the reality of the people on the of what you have on the ground, which is, you know, six thousand special operators plus families. That makes twenty to twenty five thousand, probably on the small end. And nobody's talking about that, but it's still the reality.
1: Uh, Scott, thanks for what you're doing. I'm gonna keep the word out and I'll get a hold of Fox and Friends and try to do that again. Uh you know, so, uh, and I'll try to do what I can on social media. Uh, thanks for what you're doing. It's amazing because as yeah. Afghanistan falls apart, uh, so are our people, and our people are in more danger every day. Uh, Colonel Scott, man, yeah, thank you.
0: Injury. Yeah, it follows us home. Thanks, Brian. You
1: got it. 1 866 408 7669. Back with your calls in just a moment. Coming to you on a need to know basis because, man, do you need to know? You're with Brian Kilmead.